You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Last week, Julian was here and uh, he started our uh, new series on prayer. Something that's vital to our Christian walk as, as believers. Prayer is not something that's just an optional thing that we do once in a while at church. But actually, prayer is our very communication with God. It's, it's our ability to, to share with Him and, 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 and hear from Him. And so last week, Julian shared on this aspect of persistence. I think you and I all love a quick fix. How many of you love the microwave? I think that was God's gift to creation, <laughs> given to certain people. Um, inspiration to actually put something, food in the microwave, and in one minute it's hot. I just think it's, it's a blessing. Now, granted, fresh food. I mean, I'm talking about kind of leftovers heated up in the microwave. Not fresh food cooked in the microwave. That's not very nice. Okay, let's just get this correct. Nonetheless, we like a quick fix. Prayer, when we pray to heaven, I, I think you and I, we, we like it when we get immediate answers, don't we? A situation is going on and you pray, bam, there's an answer. Can I tell you, most of my life, that has not been the case. Not that God has an answer, but the answers come through persistency of prayer. It's come through a consistency of saying, God, we need a breakthrough. God, we need you to come. God, would you, would you move in this? And God does answer and he does hear those prayers. Bill Johnson, and this was quoted last week, that God is, the, the persistency isn't changing God's heart, but actually it's, it's really shaping us for the answer, right? It's, it's preparing us for what he wants in our lives. And, and you and I, we, we can, we can go into it and, and we can expect God to, to move like a pop machine or a fizzy drink machine or a vending machine. We put our money in and we put a prayer in and the answer comes out. But actually, he calls us to be like a persistent widow. He calls us to be people that ask, seek and knock. That there's, there's a pursuing of him, there's a pursuing of his will in, in the situation. That we just, we would put everything into it in this consistent basis of prayer. This morning we're gonna, we're gonna carry the series on into the next aspect of faith. There are prayers that we can prayer, pray that create different results. And we're gonna look at James chapter 5, verses 13 to 16 this morning. James chapter 5, 13 to 16. It says, is, is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Wow, how about that? Is anyone happy? He should sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the person, the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. The passage we're going to look at in particular is the one in the middle. Where it says, the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up and he, if he has sinned, he will be forgiven. We can pray prayers that are from a position of defeat and when we pray them, we, we feel worse afterwards than we actually prayed before, before we prayed. The, the kind of woe is me, poor me. In fact, when we pray, 
God calls us to, to, to shift our reality of what we're praying into and what we're praying for. God calls us to bring the resources of heaven to earth. That's actually what prayer, part of what prayer is, is, is calling what is in the, the, the realm of heaven to be in existence here on earth. Jesus taught us to pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so in our lives, we have two different realities. We have the reality of what we see around us, and we have the reality of heaven. And often, if not all the time, those are not in agreement. And our prayer life is to bring the reality of heaven into the reality of earth. And so as an example, you and I, we might have the reality currently of sickness or disease or a, a, a physical problem. Now, that's our reality. That's what we see in the, in the physical realm. But when we look to heaven, we see actually healing is the provision of heaven made for you and I. And so faith comes into, into, into the picture when we're calling what is not currently to become what is, needs to be. Faith is involved in this process. So we also have the reality of bondage or, or being stuck in, in a context of, of, um, being bound in our mind or in our thought process. But actually when we look at the kingdom of heaven, he's come to set the captives free. There's another reality. We might have fear, but actually God's reality is, is peace. We might have brokenness, but actually wholeness is, is the reality of heaven. And so in all of these different areas, God has a perfect plan. In every situation we face in life, God has a perfect plan. The temptation for you and I is to look at things and face the world from our human perspective and accept the status quo as what is. To pray prayers that actually only reinforces what is versus calling on what could be to become our new reality. It's very easy to just pray to God to kind of help me through my sickness. To kind of help, you know, those kind of prayers that, they're not prayers necessarily of faith, they're just prayers that accept the reality and you kind of just go through it. Is it wrong to pray for it? No, I'm, I hope you can take what I'm sharing this morning in balance. Faith is defined in Hebrews 11.1 1 is, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Certain of what we do not see. A prayer offered in faith, first of all, is based on who God is, right? Certain of what we do not see. God has an unchanging nature. You know, when God is in existence today, He's the same God in every capacity as He was in the Old Testament in Genesis 1. Actually, God has an unchanging nature. He doesn't have bad days. Isn't that a great thing? God does not get to a point where He thinks, you know what? I'm just tired of people. I would be like that if I was God. I'm tired of them messing up and doing things that they shouldn't do. He has an unchanging nature that is, is always loving, is always kind, is always faithful, is always just, is always righteous, he's always, he's always, um, God. <laughs> he is all powerful and all knowing and so, when we face a situation, when we're going through life, you know, there is no situation we face that God is a small g and the situation is a big S situation. It's always the other way around. God is always bigger. No matter what you're looking at in your life right now, God is always all powerful. He's always in a position of having more control, more authority than anything that we're facing. 
You and I are never in a situation where God is going, wow, I'm stumped here. Faith is being certain of what we do not see. Certain of who God is. Certain of His authority. Do you know what? Sometimes we, we, we give the, the enemy too much credit. The enemy does not have authority over our lives in Christ Jesus. God has all authority. When Jesus died and, and, and took back the keys of the kingdom of this realm and he, he rose to the highest place above every entity, every realm, every principality and power, Jesus is in a position that no authority is over him. There is no authority above Jesus' authority. Whatever we face in our, in our life, you know, Jesus is in a position of having greater authority. Sometimes we face situations, again, with people or with oppression that you think, this is too big. It's not too big. Last Sunday, I was in Brighton, and again, there's oppression in Brighton. There's, there's a stronghold in Brighton. But you know what? I'm convinced that God is bigger. He has more authority than whatever powers and influences are going on in that city. Jesus has the authority over that. And I don't, we don't need to become, come, come in this kind of defeated mindset that we gotta just kind of struggle and get through this. No, Jesus has all authority. And faith comes from this position of knowing, Jesus, you are above this. You are greater than this. You are faithful. Do you know there's a great verse in the Bible that God is faithful even when we are faithless. You know what? Part of his, and who God is, he's faithful. What he says he will do when we trust in him, he will come through on his end of the bark and he's faithful every single day. That's who he is. That's part of his reality. And so when we look at our situation, we come from the position of faith of knowing that God is faithful. He is faithful when we trust in him. He's just. He holds all things together as we see in Colossians. Nothing in this world exists because of his own entity, but actually Jesus is involved in creation still. He holds all things together. He is the creator, but he continues to be involved in creation. You know, God is not somewhere distant from us. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a mindset or there's a, there's a theology thought process where God somehow put things in order and now steps back from creation and lets creation just kind of exist on its own. That's false. Everything that happens, the fact that you're existing, you're living today is because Jesus is still involved in your life, whether you acknowledge him or not. That's who God is. He's still there to the believer and to the unbeliever. Do you know what? He continues to show us grace and mercy. He is the God uh, who holds all things together. And our prayers need to start from this position. We are praying to a God who's more than able. When we face whatever, whatever we're praying for, we start from the position that God is able. That helps our change our perspective of how we pray. If we know that God is able to answer the need, then we pray differently. If it's in question, if you think this is a really big deal, and we pray a prayer of, well, don't quite know if God can do this, but here we go. It isn't a prayer offered in faith. It's a prayer offered in our own understanding and knowledge. We see an example of this with a woman with the issue of blood in, in, in Matthew chapter 9. She said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. And Jesus, after he, she's healed, Jesus says, your faith has healed you. Her faith was in who Jesus was. If I can only just touch Jesus, I know I'll be healed. Why? Because Jesus had all authority over sickness and he, it became evident to everyone around 
Jesus at that time that he healed the sick. That's who he was. He was the great healer. And so she could come with confidence saying, you know, if I can just touch him, I will be healed. Why? Because he can heal. That's the mindset we need when we come into prayer. If I can just touch God, I know he can do it because God is able to do it. If I can just touch him, if I can just grab hold of Jesus at this time, I know we'll make it through because God is able to help us through it. So long as I'm holding on to him, I know we'll get to the other side of it. Whatever that path looks like. Sometimes I think we, we need to, to worship before we pray. And again, I think, why do we, you know, even in our prayer times, when we, we meet on a monthly basis here, why do we often worship before? It's because it helps set our mind in the right perspective. Sometimes when we just launch into all the problems, the problems can seem overwhelming. But when we start from a position of looking at who Jesus is, of looking what he's done, looking at his faithfulness, looking at his love, looking at his mercy, looking at what he's done in the past, looking at what he continues to do now. When we start from this position, it becomes much easier to pray the big issues because we know that God is a much bigger God. It's much easier to start from the position of knowing that we're praying to a God that can move the mountains. I encourage you in your own prayer life, you know, if you're struggling to pray, and if your prayers are kind of more the woe is me prayers, I encourage you to maybe introduce worship into your prayer life. Put on a worship city, even if you don't feel like worshiping. Maybe you really feel bad. You really feel low. You know, sometimes the best thing we can do is look up. Get our eyes off the situation, off the problems, and our eyes upon Jesus Christ, who's able to stir our hearts and change our perspectives to his perspective. You, you and I are seated with Christ Jesus, but sometimes we, we need to get our mind in that position and our thought process, understanding, you know what, we're seated with Jesus and Jesus has this, this perspective that he's over everything and he can do it. And so we start our prayer offered in faith is, first of all, based upon who God is, but it's also on the promises he's given, what's written in his word. For every problem or situation we're facing, there is a promise in scripture for us. I guarantee it. You find me a problem that you're facing that there's not a scripture in the Bible that has a promise for you. There is a promise of God for every situation that you're facing. Every situation. Now, what is prayer? Prayer is looking at that promise, looking at what God's will is, his perfect will, and saying, I'm going to claim, I'm going to pray that and bring that into my reality. God, you said... That you will bring healing. By your stripes, I am healed. And so I look at scriptures, the promise of what you did upon the cross is now a provision for me. And so actually I can look at that and I can, I can claim that for myself in my prayer. That your perfect love will drive out all fear. I am fearful right now, but I'm going to take hold of your word. That your love in my life will drive that out. I take hold of of your, your promises in every aspect. Being sure of what we hope for. What is written about sickness? What is written about pain and suffering? About provision? About loneliness? His promises are the true realities of heaven. Every promise in scripture is what it looks like in heaven. You know that? The promises that we see in scripture is what heaven looks like. When we pray, and we pray prayers offered in faith. We're calling on the promises of God. 
It's a prayer that is in line with His will. And when we can pray what we know is in line with His, with His will, we can pray with confidence that prayer. Sometimes we, we have that tendency, if it's your will, Lord, there's certain things in Scripture we know it's His will. Now, how it works out, how the answer comes might be different than what we expect, but we, there are certain things we know in Scripture as His will, and we can pray those things with confidence, being certain, sure of what we hope for. This is what we're hoping for because we see it in Scripture. And so faith is calling upon those things and saying, you know what, this is what you said in Scripture, so I'm going to hold on to it. Your promise. I'm going to hold on to your promise. Though sorrow may last for the night, joy will come in the morning. And right now I might be in a sorrowful place, but I hold on to the promise that joy is coming. Joy is coming in the morning. But lastly, the prayer offered in faith moves in the realm of the impossible. Prayer of faith speaks to mountains to be moved. Not possible with man. George Mueller says this, he says, or said this, he's not alive now. Faith does not operate in the realm of the possible. There is no glory for God in that which is humanly possible. Faith begins where man's power ends. The temptation for you and I are to pray safe prayers. Isn't it? It's much easier to pray a prayer that has minimal impact. And if it doesn't come about as we hope, well, it was a little prayer. It's a safe prayer. It's much more audacious to pray big prayers and to claim big things, the mountains to be moved. It's much easier to say, God, guard me around the mountain. Help me as I journey over the mountain instead of speaking to the mountain to be moved. Right? And sometimes I think we are journeying around mountains that need to be moved. And prayer offered in faith are speaking to mountains to be moved. To saying, God, this is what your word says. This is who you are. And this obstacle in front of me right now is blocking my way and fulfilling your destiny for my life. And I'm going to speak to it be, to be moved because it's your will. I'm not just going to go around it. I'm not, just going to, I'm not going to do mountain climbing. Being delayed for years trying to get over this mountain. I'm going to speak to the mountain. Because that's in the realm of the impossible. You know what? Why pray for things that God doesn't need to intervene in for it to already happen? What prayer is that? God wants us to move in this realm where we're praying for the miraculous. Prayers that don't, prayers that don't require a miracle to be accomplished in order for the answer to be given are not necessarily prayers of faith. But I, I want us to, to evaluate our own prayer life. The prayers that we are praying, are there prayers there that require something miraculous to happen for an answer to be given? Again, it's so much easier to accept the status quo. Oh, but they'll never change. That's just how it is. This is the way our situation is. This is what Brighton looks like. It's been like this for years. Stuff it. God's word says something different. I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to speak to some mountains to be moved, some high places to be removed. I'm, we're, going to, we're going to take authority in the spiritual realm. I'm not going to accept the status quo. But I have the decision to make that. 
I, it would be so much easier if God just intervened and did everything himself. And we just kind of watched as bystanders. But he involves us. He's, you know, in order for, for me to see this happen, I involve you into my kingdom. You're my children, but I actually allow you to be in that position and inviting me to have my way. That's how his involvement in creation works. He involves us by saying, I'm going to move something in your heart, but you need to now take hold of it. You need to, to live it. Pray it out. Again, it's much easier to pray that the doctor's appointments go well than that we receive divine healing. Now, I'm not saying I can't work through medicine. He does. But I, my prayer is that people are radically healed as the first option. And if God has to use medicine, so be it. But I'm praying for the miraculous. Yes, God can guide surgeons' hands and we pray for those things. But may our first prayer be the miraculous happen first. May you, God, do something that no one else could do. That the medical world would wonder what happened there. There would be a glory to God. You know, that's our prayer. And again, God works in different ways. He can work through medicine. Absolutely. I believe that. But let our prayers start from a position of faith. Of saying, God, we're going to believe for impossible things. We're going to believe impossible things for, for Burgess Hill. We're going to believe impossible things for Brighton. We're not just going to pray little prayers because that's achievable. But we're going to pray audacious prayers, believing that God can do miraculous things through our lives as we put ourselves in line with his will. If you and I were we willing to stand together and say, God, would you do the impossible in our lives and through this church? Great things, I believe, will happen as we pray prayers offered in faith. Again, as I bring it to a close, prayers offered in faith have their basis upon who God is. They come from this position of understanding that this is way beyond us. This situation is beyond what I can sort out, but I, we're going we're gonna to pray, God, that you would do the miraculous because you are bigger than this. But then we pray in accordance to his will. And his, reveal, his will is revealed in Scripture. And so, again, we pray to a God who's able to do more than we could dare to dream or imagine. But we also pray in accordance to what the Scriptures say in that circumstance. But then we, we have the boldness to believe for this to happen. And we have the boldness to believe for great things to happen. You and I cannot control the outcome of those prayers. Only God can determine that. And again, if you, if you package this message with last week's message, it goes together. There's prayers offered in faith with persistency. We like the quick fix. We'll pray an audacious prayer. God, would you move in Brighton? And next week, all of Brighton gets saved. Yes. But I think it's going to be more persistent than that. I think we're going to need to get before God more often than that. And pray persistently that God would do the miraculous. If we don't pray prayers of faith, we're unlikely to see the supernatural interventions of the Lord in our lives. But if we do, we open up the door for God to do what he can only do. And I think for you and I, we love the great miracle stories, don't we? We love the stories of God doing the supernatural. It's our faith. But you and I have a part to play in that, to keep praying the prayers offered in faith. 
This month, we're calling the church to pray. And uh, in, a, in a week's time, we're going to be doing a, a week of prayer. And we're going to be praying for the church. We're going to be praying for breakthrough. Praying for families. Praying for salvation. Can I encourage you that to let our prayers be offered in faith? That we pray prayers that are, are big prayers. Knowing that God is able to move mountains as we speak to them. Maybe we need to change the language in our own prayer life. And really the Holy Spirit in Scripture, they're the ones that can guide us best. Our faith is something that can grow. And again, I was reminded of this last week. It, it, sometimes we are, the faith we have might be only as a mustard seed. But God says that's enough. A mustard seed fair prayer is, is enough. Because there's, there's faith in there. There's an ingredient of faith in the prayer. And so maybe right now you think, well, I only got a little bit of faith. You know what? Add that little seed of faith to your prayer. And see what God will grow through it. And you know what? The amazing thing is with faith is that if you sow that seed of faith, that little seed, it grows. And the next time you pray, and as God answers your prayers, you know, you've got a, a bit more faith that you can put into the ingredient of your prayer. It's important that our prayers are genuine and authentic. And again, it's, it's not just saying something that we don't believe. It's praying what we do believe. Okay? So what I'm saying is not just say, pray audacious prayers that you don't believe. Right? That's not what I'm trying to say here. But it's putting the measure of faith that you have into the prayer saying, God, this is what I can believe for. And I'm going to believe for that. I know it's impossible. But I'm going to add that bit of faith I do have to this prayer. So my prayer is authentic prayer. It's a real prayer. And for me, maybe for other people, it's not an audacious prayer. Maybe it's a very safe prayer for some people. But for me, it's a big prayer. Because I'm trusting you with this. God honors that kind of prayer. And again, we see in the passage of Scripture we read at the very beginning, the prayer offered in faith will bring healing to the sick person or whatever other situation we face. The prayer offered in faith is what moves the mountains around us. I'm praying for us as a church that God would grab our hearts in this whole area of prayer. And not just for the month of September, but actually as a lifetime habit that we would pray persistently, that we would pray with, with, with real, with real faith. In the coming couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at different aspects of prayer as well. I encourage you to, to, to not be people that wait for someone else to pray the prayers. But yet you have the capacity to pray the prayer yourself. The prayer of faith. You have the capacity to pray in your situation for what's going on. You've, God's giving you the tools and the resources. Why don't we stand together, please? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.